Welcome to another episode of The Room Podcast, brought to you by NewEnglandMMA.org. Please follow, share, and enjoy the show, starting right now. Joining me in The Room Podcast for the first time is Sean Yadimako, who's ready to take the mats this Saturday coming at Emerald City Invitational for 10 grand. Sean, welcome to the podcast for the first time, man. How you doing? Thank you for having me, man. I'm doing great. Um, you know, just came off a win at Enigma, getting ready for this big uh, 10K tournament at Emerald City and looking to impress. Excellent. Well, uh, before we get to that Enigma tournament two weeks ago, how was your Thanksgiving, by the way? Did you get to enjoy it, uh, seeing it's right in the middle of two big tournaments here? Um, so yeah, I'm not really cutting weight. I didn't cut weight for my match and I'm not really cutting weight for Emerald city. I walk around like 180, 185. So weight cut was no problem. Uh, I got to enjoy my Thanksgiving. Um, I still had class on Thanksgiving. Um, I've never closed my gym for a single holiday ever. So still same usual routine. Nothing changed. Excellent, man. 24 seven jujitsu practitioner. No wonder why 10 grand is, uh, Almost in your grasp here, buddy. Let's, yes, sir. Uh, let's get to the Enigma. You've competed for them before, uh, you know, the the, the fifth event. Uh, I've seen you there. I think you were basically there with one other trainer partner, uh, came all the way from New Jersey. Dude, how did you actually get involved with Enigma? How'd you, uh, you know, get on their mat? Um, Christos hit me up through Instagram, and he asked me if I want to do this 1K tournament and new hampshire and i was like yeah i'm down and it turned out being an awesome event and i look to compete with them a lot more in the future excellent yeah and that was like early in uh you know their events and things have grown. i think that was the first one yeah things have grown so much uh since then i mean you ran through the uh the competition as far as they went like i was just there going wow this kid's amazing uh a young what 22 year old kid coming there by basically by himself you had one or two training partners come and taking the trip with you how was it to uh, compete in New England? Have you uh, come to other events, or was that the first time competing up north? Um, in New England, that was that was actually the first time I completed. I competed in New England. I usually compete like at least once or twice a month, though. This past year, I traveled to about like eight or nine different states to compete. So you know, traveling, even going alone, competing, or maybe with another person—that's very normal for me, and I have absolutely no problem with that. Excellent. Well, a couple of weeks ago, you came back, not travel. Well, maybe traveling alone, but you met a bunch of training partners. Your coach, Tom DeBlas. That's and, right. Uh, you hit the mats again at Enigma. This time, not a tournament. Uh, you had a super super match there, uh, 50 yeah. EBI. Uh, dude, I, they were trying to get you a matchup. I know you were supposed to uh, um, have another matchup, and that you guys were both competing at you know different times or different weights. So here comes an MMA guy that I know personally from seeing him fight. Uh, Jonathan Piersma comes in. When you find out, you know, you're not going against somebody that, you know, practices or competes in jiu-jitsu 24-7 and kind of an MMA guy that, you know, has to do everything. Man, what, what changes your mind as far as going to the mats? Is it anything or or is it, it kind of the, the same, same thing, same, uh, you know, ending here? Well, no matter who I fight, you know, whether they be an MMA practitioner, a wrestler, 
uh, jiu-jitsu competitor. I always thoroughly study them, watch every single match that they ever had on the internet, um, come up with a game plan to defeat them, and that's exactly what I did. Excellent. Well, it took to go out of bounds and do it, man. And as the competition, as the rules set go, if you're, uh, you know, close to a submission, man, they're going to let you roll into the crowd or whatever, man. It was pretty quick. I, I think maybe under two minutes, two and a half minutes, man. How'd you feel in there the second time around, basically having a super fight and just having to have focus on one match? Well, obviously, um, I feel like, you know, having one match is a lot easier. Um, you don't have to worry about, you know, um gassing yourself out you can kind of go balls to the walls if it's only one match um and so yeah it's kind of a little bit more laid back for me uh well actually not not more laid back but you know i feel like i could go 100 percent one match that's it well you took the trip and you met some training partners um you coached one of i i don't know if this is one of your students uh, yeah it was one of my students oh excellent um, man so you had a little bit of everything. You competed. You got to coach. You got to be coached, man. Um, you know, I don't know how many times that happens when, you know, you all get together. But, you know, was that really something special to have the whole kind of, you know, some real elite grapplers that you, you know, friends, training partners, and Tom head to this, uh, you know, this event? No, yeah, it was a special moment. Like I said, I get a, I probably get more nervous coaching than actually competing because I have no... Uh, you know, like real control over the situation. You know, I can get little pointers here and there, but coaching definitely for me is more nerve wracking than actually competing. Well, you're going to be competing again. Oh, just last thing before, you know, we move on from that. You uh, went in there with three, well, three, I would say four, three. It was you, Calvin, uh, and I can't remember the young lady's uh, name. Uh, Sophia, that was her so, name. So you went three and oh, but you coached, uh, one of your Someone. students. So it was really a foreigner in the if you call him a cousin or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, my guy, pretty, mu pretty much a foreigner day yeah. for uh, my group of people. Is, does that usually happen when you guys all get together and you have a couple of training partners competing in the same events? You kind of go in there and uh, you know get the eyes and heads turning like who are these people? <laughs> well, you know, I get my instruction from Tom. My students get their instruction from me so the instruction coming from a very good source so this is what we expect to happen excellent my man well here we go uh back at it now it's uh not for a kind of bragging rights and uh you know to, you know personal gains now you're going for some cash man where the stakes are really high i'm sure you put some money in to be able to compete for this um dude same rule set uh and you're going to be going against a couple or, you know, at least John, who you beat the last tournament in this tournament, man, how excited are you to actually get back on the maps and be able to uh, compete for, you know, some substantial amount of uh, cash here? Um, you know, I've been competing in jujitsu tournaments since I was 13. I was wrestling before that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty used to the process, even though there's a lot of money on the line. Um, you know, it's just going to be another day in the office for me. So as far as heading into here, I mean, the, the you know, the last tournament, you had to get ready for that one one guy where you said, yeah. when you said you could put it all out there for that. Uh, now you're going to kind of pace yourself. What's the mindset? What's the kind of, not a game plan, but, you know, what, what what's different in this and going in than, you know, the last tournament? So here I have a lot more studying to do. Uh, it's a 16-man bracket. I don't know what the bracket's going to be yet. 
studying all my opponents, thinking of game plans already for each and every one of them. Um, you know, but the last tournament, it was just one person. So I just had to study for one person, you know, it's like, a, it's like a test compared to a final, um, you know, a final, you have a lot more studying to do than a singular test. Well, one of those, uh, one of those guys are going to be taking the test or the final with you is a trainer partner, Calvin Tacey, who just won, um, the Enigma. I think it was, what is it? Was the middleweight, uh, uh, championship or a belt yeah and, yeah and he was actually in the tournament a couple of tournaments or a tournament after you at enigma where he won the thousand dollars and went ran through you know everyone there that he went through uh dude you might have to face him and we talked about that in the interview i think at enigma man has that happened before not necessarily with calvin but with another you know training partner that you've met in a tournament because you guys just made it to the end um, so actually I've already fought Calvin before oh. a couple of, yeah, yeah, probably about three or four years ago at the world championships, uh, me and Calvin both placed in our weight categories and we both did the absolute and just my luck. I had to fight Calvin first round of the absolute division. Um, I ended up losing by an advantage. I don't know if you're familiar with like, uh, IBJJF rules, but, uh, yeah, I ended up losing by an advantage. It was a very competitive match. I train with Calvin on a consistent basis. Um, he knows my jiu-jitsu. I know his jiu-jitsu. Um, it's just a matter of who has a better game plan going into that match. Well, this is a different uh, match, different set of rules, uh, EBI, yeah. EBI rules. Um, so this is this is something that you guys haven't, uh, you know, necessarily went a hundred percent against each other in this rule set, right? Is there a different? Is there a different kind of strategy here? Uh, you know, EBI rule than, uh, you know, the other rule set? Um, for me, EBI is not nearly as nerve-wracking as points. Because points or rule sets with advantages, you know, sometimes someone will score two points on you or get an advantage on you, and then they'll stall out the rest of the match, and then you end up losing. EBI, you know, there's none of that. It's uh, it's sub-only, and then it's, you know, it's, it's uh, overtime at the end. So it's actually a lot less nerve-wracking without points. Excellent, man. Uh, as far as you know, this ten grand on the line, I guess for the the winner here. Is there other cash prizes for you know, you know, uh, just uh, you know, second, third, or something like that? Nope. If you take second, you're you just go home with nothing. You, you get a medal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a participation award. Awesome, I mean. <laughs> Damn. Some of the best guys on the planet are going there to try to win 10 grand and they get a freaking, they get nothing. See you later. They get the hook if you get. It's you know, a you nice know. try. <laughs> I can, but I'm, you're used to it. I mean, that's part of the yeah. part of the game. I mean, um, you know, a couple of a couple of things before I let you go and stuff. Uh, you know, as far as you, you, you spoke about, you know, you've been on the mats or, or wrestling since you were 13 years old. Um, is this like a career? I, of course it's a career. I mean, you own and, and do your own, have your own gym and stuff. Uh, yes. mention them by the way. Mention, uh, so my gym, Immortals Jiu Jitsu located in North Jersey, Clifton, New Jersey. It's about 15 minutes from uh, Manhattan. Um, we've been open for a little over a year now and we have a ton of competitors. We have a ton of hobbyists that are growing every day. Um, come check us out anytime. Excellent. Well, so to, 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 to get back at that, I mean, this is your lifestyle. This is your career. I mean, yes. kid, you know, I'm sure you're making, or, you know, a young kid, 22, running your own, you know, gym camp there. Uh, you can make a living at that, you know, with people coming in. But as far as a jiu-jitsu competitor, 
uh, you know, you're going for 10 grand, but is that something that you can make and make a living at uh, just competing in jiu-jitsu tournaments? So I think there's a ton of money in jiu-jitsu, but not by competing, so to say, unless you're a Gordon Ryan. Um, you see a ton of people making money in jiu-jitsu through teaching, through DVDs, through private lessons, through opening up a gym. Um, I actually think if you're if you just hustle, there's a ton of money in jujitsu and in martial arts in general. You just have to be able to find ways and hustle. And uh, I spoke to Tom after the tournament, got to you know get an interview with him, and we spoke about you know the new jujitsu, the new uh, generation coming in, guys like you, women, you know, like your training partners there, and uh, just doing it, man. And he, you know, he talked about you know how. Jiu-Jitsu is hitting the mainstream because, you know, new competitors, younger people, and the internet, that can expose and just show what is uh, capable of some of you guys and ladies on their mats, man. So, like you said, man, there's tons, tons of money. And, <clears throat> excuse me, tournaments like, you know, Christos that, you know, has just been open for a year. You guys, you opening up a camp after a year. A lot of, yeah. the, a lot of the stuff has just exploded from the shutdown and you kids just thinking out of the box and thinking how, you know, how to make a living out of yourself doing what you're amazing yeah. at, amazing at. So with that said, my friend, you have this tournament coming up. You said you were in a bunch of them, man. What are you looking to do other than win 10 grand here? I mean, because you're always learning and it's a learning game and you learn something from anyone. First guy in there, first lady in there till, you know, Gordon Ryan. What are you looking to get out of this tournament that's going to take you into 2022? Um, there's a lot of things I'm looking to get out of this tournament. Um, you know, just competing against high level guys, you'll get a lot of different, uh, looks and a lot of different, um, reactions than you would every day in the gym against some of your training partners. I'm very excited to see the different ways my opponents are going to react to different approaches I take. Um, there's a lot of exposure from this, you know, uh, Andre Petrosky's in this, he's a current UFC fighter who's on the ultimate fighter. Um, so a lot of people are going to be watching this, a lot of good exposure. Incredible, man. Um, you know, last thing before I let you go, uh, do you have sponsors, uh, people that are helping you along because, you know, we're trying to, you know, make you a living at this, even though you probably already am. Yeah, I have uh, three sponsors. I have Holdfast Fight Gear. Um, they supply me with a lot of dope gears, a lot of dope gear. Um, Robless, they also hook me up with a lot of dope gears and a lot of dope gear. Um, Fight Back CBD, they uh, send me CBD when I need it. And very thankful for you guys. I know you got some social media pages uh, and, uh, you know, your Instagram, your instructional stuff, and everything's on there. So shout out anything you want, and I'll let you get out of here. Um, yeah, follow my school page, Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. Um, you know, follow my page. I post a lot of good instructional content for you guys to develop. And that's it, my friend.